Blog Talk Radio. In the fog, dodge they bullet by juveniles who weren't afraid to pull it. Instead of education, I got a demonstration of what CNN continues to utter about. Wise with wisdom, I'm taking the scenic route. Heavily devoted and complex, like your flat screen television remote is a main focus is to make you understand these lectures I perform are indeed like Lance Arm Strong. Without the substance, this is lyrical form for the public. Poetic justice while I sip my tea. You and I see why like we like teeth. Motherfucker, it's Billy Pump. Treat. Oh, man. If I ever said I was the best right now, it's time to say your motherfucker keep on praying. Oh, man. If I ever said I was the best yeah. right now, it's time to say your motherfucker Yo, hey yo, I pull up to the spot, head nappy like I'm Bosky. Got that hair and bone clean, could trap a queen like I'm Fetty Wap. A nigga always dropping some heat. Fuck a repeat buttons, known to never suffer defeat. So why they keep frontin', frontin' on the guard to make you atheist? You hate this shit, not in my radius. Every beat be getting 86, yeah. I'm godly with the paper, make your pen game. That's paperweight, been known for chasing cake. This is paperweight, so no man. Forever on my grind, like playing slow jams. Y'all niggas acting fool, how you cool with your no fans? Yeah, they claim they Homie, we can't trust them cause they hella phony Hakin' never homie, second text until I flood the roll Get in my cake up and that's an invest up on these lame fucks Every line divine, been co-signed by the brain trust up Modern day Einstein, life remain a lifeline Name the brightest stars that outshine Christ Right here on Indie Fire with your girl Nakia. And that was Billy Palm Trees featuring Keith Christ with the Brunick off of the DeLorean album. That dropped last, uh, let me see, March, April, May? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those months. Now, I played that simply because this coming Friday, the 26th, the Monte Carlo album is dropping. I kind of feel like Billy got something going on with those cars. He got the Lorian, he got the Monte Carlo, and I'm very disappointed in Billy because he hasn't told me anything about Monte Carlo. Like, he, like it just it just popped up out of nowhere, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, no, because you didn't tell me nothing about it. Like, I don't know if this is the all R&B album or if this is like, you know, like the follow-up to DeLorean or 
or what? Like, I don't know nothing. So hopefully on Thursday's show, I'll actually get to talk about it just a little bit. And maybe, just maybe, he'll slip me something to play um, to something. Like, I'm going to whisper in his ear. Y'all know I'm very, you know, um, persuasive. So I'm going to whisper in his ear, and I'm going to go ahead and say, we're going to play something on on Thursday. And, you know, because I know you guys are waiting because, you know, I've been playing busy, like, all year long. So hopefully, no, I'm not going to say hopefully. On Thursday, we're going to play something off of Monte Carlo, you know, because I like, I like debuting new music and, and new books and, and new titles and all that good stuff. So we're going to play something off Monte Carlo on Thursday. So y'all be anticipating that like I am. All right, but DeLorean is available on all um, music platforms. Make sure that you're still continuing to support uh, Billy Palm Trees um, with DeLorean as well as the upcoming uh, Monte Carlo. All right. Uh, released earlier today was the MTV BMA nominations list, and I had it. I was very diligent, and it was given to me, and guess what, guys? I lost it. I know, I know, bad me. I talk long enough, I might find it. I might shuffle some papers and be able to find it. In the meantime, I do want to say rest in peace to, um, look, I don't even have that neither. Damn, I know, guys. Just, just charge it to the fact that I had a lot going on this week. You know, if you follow me on social media, I had that that um, statistics class that's been whooping my ass and I'm finally done with, like I'm done with school until January if I decide to go back. Like statistics took me out of here. I'm talking about it took me out of here. Like I couldn't take no more. Like I had an anxiety attack right in the middle. It wasn't even the middle. It was the first 25 minutes of the final exam on Saturday. Like I already knew that I was not going to make it because it was my first face-to-face exam in three years. And I got up in there. And, like, the proctor was like, you know, well, you got to sit in this seat right here. And I was like, nah, lady, I need to sit in this seat right here in case I need to go out the room, you know, pop some more pills or whatever. And she looked at me like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, I have really bad anxiety, and I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, you know. So she was like, yeah, you know, sit right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, 25 minutes into the exam, I was doing good. Like, you know, seven questions in, I was like, feeling it. All right, good, I'm good. And all of a sudden, I looked at the computer screen, and the words started to dance. Like, I mean, literally, they were dancing, like, doing some African tribal dance or some shit. And I thought, okay. And I blinked, and I swear, like, one of the, the peas on the screen licked his tongue out of me, like, I had type of shit. And I started crying. Like, literally, I started crying. And the guy next to me was like, you good? And he maybe he shouldn't have said anything. He hadn't said nothing. I probably would have been, oh, no, I wouldn't have been all right. He was like, you good? And I was and you know, and the lady came up to me and she was like, come on, let's go outside. She started praying. I mean, though, she was calling down the heavens. She was praying and she was speaking in tongues and I was feeling it right. And I was, feeling, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be all right. But in the back of my head, I was like, no, you need to go get your meds. You really need to go get your meds. And she was praying and she was praying and I was really feeling it. And I was like, no, like I need to get my meds. I really, I really do. I need to get them. And so she was like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them, right? And I was, like, pacing the hallways and shit. I was pacing the hallways. And she came back out and she was like, you know, take your meds, drink your water. You know, you know, you all who take Xanax. It don't take them shit long to kick in, right? I took two of them. Mind you, I'd already took two of them before I went in the classroom. Had a shot, all right, or two. I was good when I went in there. But those, 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 
those lines and those mathematical equations. And we're talking statistics, so we're not talking about regular equations, right? We talk about mu's and, and sigmas and, and alphas and, like, factorials and, you know, all that type of shit. And they started doing some crazy shit across that screen. And, yeah, needless to say, I took the Xanax and, and I was good. But when I went back in there, I was no more good. Like, I just kind of sat there like, yeah, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I was just, like, feeling everything but that exam, you know. And I just sat there. And I just sat there. And, and I came to terms with the fact that, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to sit there. And, and like, something just came over me. Like, you know what? You've, you've worked really hard for this degree. And let it be. And this calm just came over me. And I'm not talking about the medication either. This calm just came over me. Like, let it be. You know, I got you. Let it be. I sat there until 10 minutes, you know, before the exam was over. You know, I clicked submit. And, you know, the exam talks back to you like, you sure you want to submit? Like, I know what I'm doing, you know. Well, the proctor let the um, professor know that, you know, I had an anxiety attack. And, um, you know, he reached out to me yesterday and was like, you know, I'm so sorry. I hope that you're better now. And I want to give you the opportunity to retake this. I looked at your grades. You know, I know that this class is going to stop you from getting your degree. A lot of people didn't know that. Um, even though I graduated and made this class, stopped me from getting my degree. And so I let him know. You know, he gave me his number. He reached out to me through email, but he gave me his number. And I told him, you know, I said, sir, it's not the first, it's not my first time, you know. This isn't my first degree. And I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I know I work very hard to keep this 4.0 GPA, but I'm good with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, some things are just, you know, my mental health is a lot more important than this piece of paper. And when I went through what I went through on Saturday, like I can't physically or emotionally, mentally go through that again. I can't do that. And God, you know this is one of my platforms. Um, so at this moment, like I want to be able to live. I want to be able to breathe right now and so I said all of that to say not stalling trying to find this this list um, I said all that to say um, I might go back for this one class in January but right now I want to take time for myself like I literally want to breathe I spoke with an with an author who'll be on the show next next Tuesday it's kind of overwhelming for me to not have to wake up and do anything school related because I've been on grinding for the past three years and um it's overwhelming that I actually could lay in bed and not do anything today. I mean, I had to go to work, but it was an option, you know. And just to be able to take a mental health day and just to be able to breathe because self does come first. And it's taken me three years to realize that self comes first. And, you know, my children and I've been so focused on you know, earning this degree when I had to have this breakdown on Saturday, you know, and this, this something, you know, clicked and, and made me realize, you know, uh, well, it wasn't something, you know, the man of sin made me realize that, hey, it's going to be all right, you know what I mean? And you have to have that um, knock upside your head every now and again um, that lets you know that I am in control no matter what. I am in control. And every now and again, you know, I spoke with the author last Thursday. There has to be that breaking point. That light has to shine. It has to click and let you know that, you know, um, you can't do it all by yourself. Um, and so I'm glad, even though it happened that way, I'm glad, I'm so glad that it happened. And I'm at peace with the fact that, you know, um, I went through all of that just to get where I am. 
Um, so if you got it, if you need to take that type of uh, mental health um, day, a month, or whatever the case may be, take it. It's so worth it. I'm telling you, it's so worth it. But I do want to say rest in peace to Art Neville. That's what I was trying to find. I knew he was with the Neville brothers. I wasn't sure which one it was. Um, but Art Neville of the Neville brothers um, passed away on um, yesterday, the 22nd. He, again, was with the Neville brothers. He was a singer and keyboardist and the co-founder of the um, funk band The Meters, as well as the Neville brothers. He passed away at the age of 81. Um, his health had been declining, um, and at the present time, there was no cause of death. And this was as of yesterday, so I'm not sure if now they do have a cause of death. But, again, he was um, 81 years old, so rest in peace to him. It does not look like I am going to be able to find that very extensive um, BMA list. wasn't all that good this year. Uh, looks like Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande led the list, followed by Billie Eilish and Lil Nas X. Um, Drake was in there a couple of times. Cardi B was in there a couple of times. Um, Kendrick Lamar. Um, Anderson Pop was in there a couple of times. I'm trying to think of the relevant people. Uh, John Legend, I think one or two times was in there. Um, yeah, and that's about it. Up from now until August the 15th, there are 14 awards that the, the fans can go and vote on, viewer choice type awards. Um, don't remember when the air date is. Um, so if you're interested in the VMA awards, of course, go go research it, go check it out, find out what those awards are that you can go vote on. And um, yeah, good luck to all of those um, artists that have been nominated in the various categories. I will say that Solange has been um nominated for quite a few, like cinematography, um, choreography, um, those type of awards. So uh, best of luck to her as well. And if you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Tula Tuesdays. I'm right here on Indie Fire. Um, my guest this evening has um, gone from just uh, like a friend of a friend to, uh, I want to say, like family. I mean, really, really, really family. Like when you're on the show, you become family. But I consider him like a brother. And um, we, we talked, I want to say it was yesterday. Like I had a moment yesterday. Like I always have moments on social media. But I had a moment yesterday, and I lashed out um, on Facebook. And he was the first one to hit me up in my inbox, like, yay, sis, you all right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I was very vocal. Like what I, my response to him was something that I normally would have told, like, somebody that I kick it with, you know, on a regular basis. But I was drinking, like, first thing in the morning, like I, I normally do. Like, some of you guys like wine. I'm sorry. Some of you like coffee in the morning. I like wine in the morning. I, so, you know, I, I, my response to him was he probably sat back and like, what the hell, you know? But I consider him to be, like, a brother. Now, um, he has sent a lot of artists, I'm sorry, a lot of authors, so literary artists, to the show this year. If you're wondering where all of these authors and novelists have come from, they have come by way of this phenomenal author. I have had the opportunity to read um, one of his books. I owe him a review. I owe him a lot of things, but, you know, we'll get to that. Um, but I had the opportunity to read the book that we're going to talk about this evening and um, set on the edge. It wasn't a book that you could put down. Once you pick it up, 
you have to continue reading. You could put it down, but you, you're going to come back and pick it up. And you may put it down again, but you're going to come back because it keeps you. It's not a suspense book, but it just keeps you on the edge of your seat. Like, okay, well, what's going to happen next? All right, so what's going to happen next? And, oh, hell, it really went that way? Wow, it's that type of book. It keeps your curiosity peaked. Um, I'm talking about SLB. He was born Frederick Lamar Beatty. He found the love of writing early in childhood. Writing short stories and poetry and even creating a comic book with his twin brother, Cedric, where he served as a colorist and contributed to the writing of the character dialogue. He traveled between Georgia and California, settling in California for a while to focus on music writing and creation. The call of home became too great so he moved back to Georgia to focus again on music, but the call of writing was something that he could not resist. He started back writing short stories and poems, submitting some of his work in local and national contests, gaining some national recognition. Deciding to shift his focus to novel-length work, he began research on his first book. He shifted his focus from research to writing when he started A Broken Circle, his first published work from Diamond Cut Publications in 2017. Since then, he has hosted the Office Alley radio show powered by Diversity of the Minds Blazing Heat Radio. The three-year Navy veteran currently resides in Tampa, Florida with his wife, Erica, and their three children. In defiant listening audience, I present to you again my guest for the evening, SLB. You know what? I was reading. I forgot you had a twin brother. I forgot you were into music. I forgot a whole lot of shit. That's bad. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm better than I was yesterday. So that's a come up. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny as hell. Seriously. I mean, I'm that was really partial. funny. Hey, yo, I'm not drunk today. I mean, I'm still partial, you know, but I'm, at least I'm not. I'm not drunk today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need you to get your life together. I'm trying. The struggle is so real. Trust me, the, the struggle is real. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> Not one bit. <laughs> so, what, what? I know you were here earlier this year. So right. I know following you, following you on social media, I know there has been a lot that has transpired since you were here what, January? February? Uh, February. February. So so what's been yeah, going man. on since you were yeah, man. I'll, you know, a lot has been going on since since the last since the last time since the last time we interview interviewed me, man. Um, besides have besides having a book, besides having a book out, um, I'm working on working on the second part of that, which is a role less traveled. I've also kind of um, start I started back I started back um, doing my doing my blog doing my blogs, um, which are going to be more which are going to be something that's going to be more like a monthly a monthly thing. Um, I also started, um, you know, I got a lot of things going on besides the blog and besides the um, the second the second book. Um, I'm also also partnered with a with a good with a very good friend of mine who's a who's a who's a well known philanthropist in um, in out here in the Tampa area. Um, partnered with I partnered with him to kind of help to kind of help him um, in his, with his cause in, in human trafficking and um, teaching kids how to teaching kids etiquette and things of that nature. 
Really? So I've been a little busy. Yeah. Stay right there for a minute. I want to talk about that. Because <laughs> um, that's one of the platforms that I work with here. So how did you get, and I know when you were here last, you talked about wanting to write in that direction. But how did you get involved with him? So how I got involved with him was like, was a, was a few years, was a few years ago. Me and my wife went to a, um, to one, to one, to one of his, um, one of his events called the, called the gentleman's ball. So that's how, that's how I actually, that's how I actually met this gentleman. Um, it was a very, it was a good event. We all, we, we had a nice conversation. Um, me and my wife started, me and my wife started going to the events regularly. Um, over time, me and the gentleman, me and this gentleman had a very start, you know, building a rapport. Um, talked about some things um, via text, via phone, also in per in, in person um, about you know how to how to you know how 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 I want how I want to kind of include my include a little bit of social justice into the human rights thing. So we we've been we kind of, we've been in talks about that you know for for a good for a good little minute and I'm also I'm also in the I'm also helping him write his, write his book. Interesting. So does he? You mentioned the youth as well. Does he go out and and speak to the youth in the schools? Does he? Have um, like um, do do things at community centers, or how does he incorporate um, the youth with human trafficking awareness? Um, he he go he go he goes to goes to schools, goes to like places like Job Corps locations, and talks and talks to them, and, and you know they have they have like a little session and things of that nature. So he speaks about you know etiquette, you know how 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 a man should treat a woman. How, you know the thirty modern, the thirty rules for a modern gentleman, and how the, the rules for a modern lady, and things of that nature. He also teaches them how to, you know, suit measurements and things of that nature. But he also teaches them the human rights part of it as well. This is something that's most definitely mentioned. Um, there are there are other people that work that that work with him in that that work with him in that aspect in gotcha. that particular aspect. Gotcha. 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 So I don't want to spend too much too much time on on that. That's it. Just piqued my curiosity that you were in involved in um, 
in that now because we're actually starting another session. The organization that I work with, um, because my city, um, my state ranks um, <laughs> very high as far as um, arrest for um, <sighs> trafficking. Um, but we're starting a new um, chapter for the organization uh, coming up next month. Mm-hmm. And so that just kind of, you know, that you're involved with that kind of just, you know, piqued my curiosity. All right, so jumping back into the book. I want to talk <laughs> about the book. I want to talk about the book. All right. Like I said, I owe, you, I owe you a review. And when you were here last, you dropped just nuggets, bits and pieces of the book. I'm talking about um, Broken Chains. For those who have not read it, can you just just give our listeners just a synopsis of the book? So, you know, this book this book really speaks about what is um what is known, what's not known, what's seen, and what's not seen. It speaks about the situation, about real situations that we that certain people go through um, on a daily basis. But it also speaks about um, the strength, the perseverance, the courage. That these that these people muster up or gather up to be able to leave these to leave those situations and move forward. Um, so it's more it's not all it's not really it's not the situations I don't glor I don't over glorify. It's more about how they leave the situation or how they or how they overcome through how they overcome and push through the situation. Who's your favorite character in the book? Favorite character. Um, would have to be would have to be Jared. Very cool, very cool, very calm, stoic type of person. Um, he does. He has. He has no. He has no. He has no problem with you know showing how he's showing people how he feels. Um, however, you know he does. He does. He does. He does hide a lot of his emotions, babe, because because of what he because of what he what he's experienced. Now I've had so many authors on the show. I I don't remember who said what. Honestly, your this book will be the book where you're going to pull each character and have a book about each character. Is that correct? Yeah. So the the role list travel is gonna I'm gonna focus on two characters. So the two characters I'm focusing on will be LJ and Karina, and then the next book is gonna focus on um, Jared and Levitica. All right, and Jared and Levitica are the couple, correct? They're they're they have a blossoming relationship. However, you know they they really don't know which direction they want to go in at this particular point because they've both been through these traumatic events and they don't want to they don't want a repeat of the same events. I'm catching up now. I should have reread the book. <laughs> should make something to kind of bring me back up to speed again. So, nah, it's cool. Up, um, when you first started writing, and you stopped writing, and then you realized you had this passion for for writing, what what brought you back to? You know, we all have um, something that we we desire to do. We fall off from it. But we realize that there is something that's within us that brings us back to, you know, what we love doing. What was deep within you that said, you know, hey, this is what you desire to do. This is what you're passionate about. 
what was that that was deep within you that said, you know, hey, you, this is where you need to be. This is what you need to do. You know, to to know that I had that there that I had that I can number one affect lives with what I by the words that I by the words that I write, but also knowing that there that you know to know that I have that are, that are souls trapped that are souls within me that I can reach through the through my writing. That's kind of the one thing one one of the things that kind of that pulled me right back pulled me back into it. Interesting that you said that. Um. You deep down inside, you believe that you write because you know that you have a gift, right? But, it's, but for me, it's not. It's not always about. It's not. Yeah, but for me, it's not always about the gift. It's about who I reach with that gift. You know. You know where I'm going with this, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> So, hypothetically speaking, um, if if you have, if an individual had a subjective fan base, a targeted fan base, and they weren't meeting that fan base, but deep down inside they were doing what it was they were passionate about. Do you feel that that person should say, you know what, I'm 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 gonna throw in the towel. I can't do this because I'm not reaching the fan base. But yet that's a, I'm doing what I'm passionate about. That's a good question, you know. And you know, to kinda of answer the hypothetical part with the re with the realistic part is that um if I was there, if I was in front of that person and they said that to me, I would be, I would tell them, don't stop doing what you're doing, because event, because eventually, because eventually, the people that the people that you are, the people that you want to reach will, will eventually come around and they will, and they will read, they will reach out to you. Um, the one thing that I've that I've kind that I've learned through this, but this through my literary journey, and also just by you know. Having having stalwart people by my side like my like my wife, and um, some of the, the the people that I've begun up some of the loyal the loyal people that I've met you know in the in my literary journey is that you know you you keep you keep pushing for you keep pushing forward no matter what because like as because you have because those people that are by your side are gonna stay with you and as I stated before the the support and the the act the support and the accolades will come. It's just that you know if you're if you have to you have to be it's, there's a there's a there's a patience about it. Mhm. And do you feel that you're the type of? Um, and I find this with with musical artists. I find this with literary artists. Um, a lot of people will look and see uh, artists putting out hit after hit or a author putting out book after book and see that they themselves are not um, as successful. Do you feel that you're the type of author that you have the patience to be able to sit back and wait until your time comes? You have to, you know, I do. Um, something that I've learned with my, with my spouse is that, 
you know, you have to be patient about things. You have to let things come whether they come when they come. But you also have to, you know, put elements of, you know, of faith and prayer into that too. Because though because those things are stalwart for though if you if you're looking to have that particular type of success. And you know, you you can you can be doing everything that you're supposed to do. You can be putting out hit after hit or song after song or book after book and some people still don't still don't get the still don't still don't be or still not able to reach the audience that they're looking to reach. Um but little by little by little, you know, the more the more people the more people begin to, you know, talk about you and put a buzz put a buzz out there, the more people begin to gain interest in who in interest in who you are and what you do, you know, that's when that's when the kid that's when the curiosity comes. That's when the people will start asking the questions and then they'll start asking you questions about, you know, who are you and what do you do? Um, we'd like to know more about you. What does literary success look like to you? Literary success to me is not based upon based upon monetary monetary value. It's based upon um, human life human life impact. You know all the all the royal you know making the royalties is is good and that's and that's all well and gravy however if i'm if I'm not impacting someone's life then you know that's not success to me mhm well for you when when was the first time that you realized that your words and what you wrote had power? And was effective in the lives of others. When my when actually when my when my wife actually read the book the book that I wrote, <laughs> you know to see to see the to see how to see how she reacted to it, you know, meant a whole hell of a lot. It meant a whole hell of a lot just to see her reaction and to say, just say, you know, good job, good job, eh? This was, this was, this was very, very good. That meant, that meant a lot to me. Was she unbiased? As much, as much as she, as much as she could be. Um, I know, I know. With her, her, you know, he, her opinion, her opinions are, her thoughts and opinions are always have been unbiased, and this is based, and she bases what she says about what I, about what, about what I do, about my work on material, like on material fact. I know when I when I speak to um, music artists when I manage music artists, I always get them to have those who are not family um, and true friends to listen to their music because sometimes those are the individuals who will sugarcoat and tell you what you want uh, to hear. They won't give you their honest opinions on your music. And so when you send your music to a station, um, then they send you back and like, you know what the hell is this shit? You know, because you had your mm-hmm. aunt tell you that, you know, oh, this is fire when in actuality it was garbage. 
Um, so do you send your, you know, your work out to um, other people who, you know, let you know, like, Fred, no, this isn't it right here. Like, you know, the wording in this paragraph is all wrong. Or, you know, do you have, um, like, I guess they're called beta readers, <laughs> like, like I'm supposed to be doing, um, that will tell you, like, um, Fred, this is wrong. You know, or do you have people that just testify you and, and nod their head and say, yes, this is, they tell you what you want to hear. How does that work? You know what? Um, the people, the people that have read the book, most most of the reviews have been most of the reviews have been generally positive. Um, like that, you know, between you know, to have like beta readers and folks like that would, would I think help would help me out tremendously. Um, I know that I know that Miss Susie has a copy of it, and she and you know she. She's a she's a she's a reader, she, so she knows so she knows her stuff. So you know, with anything that any, I know anything that that her and my spouse say, I know that you know that's coming from coming from a place of you know knowing knowing who I am as an individual and knowing the potential that I have. Have you set Have you set goals for? The FL Beauty brand. Hmm. Funny thing about that, when I when I actually when I actually started doing when I actually started becoming more and more involved in in writing, um, not only writing books, but you know, the one thing I didn't see that um, that I that I also write for um, Mr. J- Mr. Gerald's magazine. So. Also, also right, do that. So, as far as like you know, goals. Hmm. I only had one short-term goal when I, when I pub when I published the book, and that was just to you know at least that was to get it published. Number one, that was the short-term goal. Um, now that I see um, the book gaining a little traction. Um, I begin. I begin to set a little set. I begin to kind of set little smaller short-term goals, but also culminating into a much more long-term goal to try to, you know, not only. Well, right now, I'm all my goals short-term, at least for the time being, anyway. And there's nothing wrong with that. At least you have goals. And as long as you're accomplishing each goal. Like, I feel like don't have, like, 20 goals and you're trying to work on all 20 goals at one time. That's my problem. Uh, If you have, you know, two to three short-term goals and you complete one and then you go to the next one, or if you're working on two and you complete those two and then you go to two more, you know, as long as you have – and and make sure that you have, even though you say the short-term, make sure that you have a time on the short-term. You know, if you say there are two – two-week short-term goals, or they're a month or in two-week short-term goals. You know, make sure that you have a time limit. Just don't say short-term. Make sure you give yourself a time limit. Hold yourself accountable or have someone that holds you accountable so that you're getting them done. Um, And then add more to them so that you're getting them done. You know, there's nothing wrong with a short-term goal. Just like I said, don't have 20 like me. Run yourself down. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Look. And that you continue to prosper, you know? And your brand continues to flourish. Right. And, 
Indeed. I mean, I just hadn't looked. I hadn't looked beyond the. I hadn't looked beyond just publishing a book at that. But that particular point in time, you know. Now that I, and again, as I see the book, the, you know, the book began to gain a little traction. You know, now I'm beginning to think a think a lot a lot more for a lot a lot more forward now to see, you know, where yeah. where can I where can I take this? How what avenues could I use to you know to take this to move this forward now? Right, and you have vision because you're already thinking about you know the the two characters in this book and then the two characters in the next book. So you have the vision. Don't keep everything bottled up in your head. Make sure that you write it down so you can see everything. You know, what's, what's the Bible verse? Um, so write the vision and make it clear, or make it plain. Or, you know, you have to make be able to, you can't keep it yep. in your head. You got to be able to see it. Make sure everything is seen. Indeed. And vision boards. Vision boards also help. Like my home office is full of sticky notes and color coordinated um, papers and and poster boards and just you you got to see things. You got to be able to see to see it. <laughs> People come in my home office and say, what in the world? Yeah, it's crazy in here. So um, yeah, make sure you know you got to be able to see everything. See, you got to not just be able to visually see it in your head, but you have to your eyes have to be able to visually see everything that you're mind is visualized as well. Does that make any sense? Right. Indeed. Yeah. It does. It does. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on oh. Indie Fire with Nakia on Tuesday Tuesdays with our special guest, uh, novelist and published author, FLDD. Hey, yo, what's good? It's your boy, Jerusalem from the Scarfella Music Group, and you're on the air with the hottest station. Andy Fire, Andy Fire, with your host, Lil Timmy and Nakia, right here, right on the here, right here, right here, all the hottest right hip hop hits, Andy Fire, Andy Fire, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. Oh, let me shout out all of my ex co hosts, too. I promise I will show all of them some love. I talked to one of them the other day, so a shout out to Belson and Rick, and who came after that? Um, Little Timmy, rest in peace to you, King. Yes, so we're keeping it solo for a while because apparently Nakia doesn't do well with men. So, <laughs> shout out again, shout out to all of my former co hosts. Yes, don't be laughing at me, Fred. That ain't funny. I'm not. Do well with men. I'm not. I don't do well with men. That's what somebody told me. I don't do well with men, and, and they said, unless they're business partners, I don't do well with women either. So, I just I do well alone. So, I'm asking this question to all, all of my guests, um, um, and and it, it's important. It's important to me because I want to know, you know, where your mind is, um, on a social point of view. What have you? All right. What's the last? What's the last thing that you've learned? Hmm. The last thing that I've learned. <clears throat> that awake and aware are two different things. Hmm. Okay. Now, what's the last thing that you have taught someone? Hmm. 
you know, to to never give up on what you what you to never give up on what you feel is right and always and always stand for that. Stand for that. Okay. And how can you take what you have been taught, or what you have taught, and what you have learned, and make them applicable as a writer? Hmm. Best way to answer that question is that you know the as a you know me as a as a writer you know the as a writer the mo- most the mo in all cases we speak we talk we we put we inject a little bit of our life into into the page so we also inject a little bit of what we what we've know what we know what we've learned and also what we taught into that page so in in any in any story there's there's a there's a small there's a small lesson to be learned or a small or something else to be imparted upon um that's something i at least i try to inject into what i into what i write nice How do you feel that, as a writer, FLBD is making a difference in the world? Mm-hmm. By reaching out to folks, by you know, by this book that I've written, by you know, this helps try to help reach out to folks who have been victims of domestic abuse and violence. If if I can get them the chance, if I can get them to switch their mindset. Um, even just a small, just a small bit, you know, counts as a win for me. And then we talk about why you, why you chose to go this route in this book. Hmm. I, we, even though we I, did, know, um, I know, but I can. I know it, it is different, um, and I don't want to call it obstacles, and I don't want to call it struggles. Um, it's, it's different areas in life that a lot of people, um, have overcome, but why do you tell these stories? Well, excuse me. One, um, part of that was a part that was a person, one of the part that was a personal struggle. Um, that's one. Um, number two, um, I've, I've, man, I've been, I've had, I've had a couple of people that I know personally who've been, who's, who's experienced that type of thing. Um, you know, you, you know, you want you, you are, I, the reason, the main reason that I want to be able to give them not only a voice, but also an option. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to sit there and be in that situation all the all the day, all the days of your life. You know, there are other there are other options available. There are other options available to you. You know, you can live. You can live. You can live your life to the fullest um, without being in that situation. You just is. It's just you just have to be able to walk. You just have to be brave enough to walk through the door. 
That is true. Yes, indeed. Very. That is very so true. In in writing this book and, and going forward, and 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 reading your reviews that you've been getting, um, even though you have in your mind what you want to write about next, going forward after that, do you feel that you will? continue to write about the things that are most important to you, um, what you've experienced in life, what you know that others experienced in life, or will you take, um, not advice, but what your readers would like for you to write about? What path will you take after this set of books? You know, you know, and the funny part about it, I hadn't thought, I hadn't thought that far ahead. However, um, I know that you know the the readers. You know, I tell you, I do. I take any advice or any reviews from the readers very seriously uh, because those reviews help me as a writer to to improve. Um, as far as you know, continuing to write to continue to go on the path that I'm continue that I'm currently traveling as far as writing in in regards to that uh, that aspect. Um, I probably could see myself still writing in regards to that aspect, you know, we, because, you know, so things like domestic abuse, domestic abuse, things like, um, things like depression and suicide, um, loss, these are, these are issues, these are issues that a lot of, a lot of us sweep up under the rug and to bring Mm -hmm. light, to bring light to them that it, it could also bring bring some sort of assistance to them, to those people who suffer from these conditions. Huh, now, another question that I ask, Arthur, how do you stay focused and not distracted? Now, writing these type of books, how do you stay in the right frame of mind so that you do not fall um, a victim of depression because you're writing this type of material. Is uh to admittedly admittedly um in especially we're writing this book and then also, you know, in the process of writing the second book, um especially with the first book, it was it was it, it, it was it was a little it was a little difficult, especially when I especially writing um especially writing Karina's story because it was so emotionally charged. Um, it kind of, you know, it, it brings, it brings, it, some, it brings up, brought about a lot of strong emotions within me to where I had to kind of step away from it for a little bit and then come back to it. Um, how I keep myself, the one thing that I do that I often focus is that, you know, um, you have to have you have to have something else to, to to take your mind off of it, off you know what you're concentrating on. Um, video games is is a vice of mine, so I do use that mm-hmm. in some instances. Also, um, music 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 helps a lot. Music helps a lot. Um, um, listen, I listen to a lot of you know, lots of I listen to a lot of Knife Wonder, Jay Dilla, Nicolay. You know these those are these are those those two those three artists are. Um, who are you know who have regular play on my um on my phone 
So those so listening to those guys, you know, they help they help keep me focused, but they also kinda when I'm in that when I'm in that spot to where I need to walk, where I need to step away and kinda recollect myself, you know. I can always pop in, I can always listen to a Jay Dilla beat or a Nicolay beat or a Knife Wonder beat and and I'm good, I'm good to go. Yeah, I remember you saying that um I, I think I asked you what one thing could you do to um better yourself as a writer and it was stop playing so much video games. Um but <laughs> I think I think um with having with writing this type of material and it um bringing up so many trigger points, you you have to have a distraction. Like I couldn't sit down and write this um at all. And I couldn't write a page without having to get up and you know, my imaginary AD would kick in uh, because I would have so many, you know, so much would trigger, so many, you know, emotional baggage that I still carry. I couldn't sit down and, and write this. So I salute you, um, you know, for being able to just sit down and, and write from this point of view. Um, would you ever venture into any other type of genre? Um. I've I've read a lot of Tom Clancy, Larry Bond, and um, W. E. Um, Griffin type books, so I've read those type mm-hmm. of books. And I, so I so I do want to kind of jump into that type of um, I do want to jump into t- that type of genre. I'm actually working on that as well, working on something like that as well. Okay. But I've also but I also but also but I also kind of um you know, looking at comic books a little, I'm looking at, you know, comic books a little bit and see if I want to submit some work to maybe Marvel or DC. Um, funny part, funny part of the funny part about me is that um, my inspiration to, as a writer didn't, doesn't, didn't come from um, novelists like Tom Clancy or Stephen King or James Patterson <clears throat> or even um, Anne McCaffrey to say, to say the least, to say that, you know, not you know, not saying it, not to discredit those type of writers because they're good, because they're good at what they do. Um, my inspiration to write came from the most unlikely of sources, like comic book artists, comic book writers, like um, like Neil Gaiman, Brian Michael Bendis, um, Frank Miller, um, who's also who's a writer and an artist as well. So my inspiration to write came from those guys. Um, a lot of people look at that as kind of a fun, kind of a funny path. But I don't look at it as a funny path, you know, because comic book writers, you know, do the pretty much do the same do the same thing that I'm doing, except they're writing with yeah. established canon and established characters. Well, your bio says that you created the comic book with your brother. Mm-hmm. Surely did. So it's like um, going back to your roots. Exactly, exactly. Um, I was enamored by, you know, those guys like, you know, Stan Lee, um, Jim, you know, Frank Kirby, those those guys. I was I was enamored with comic books well before I became or well before I became enamored with writing and things of that nature, but because you know, to to make to try to bring relevant store relevant subjects into a comic book, you know, that was that was big, you know, for Stan Lee to bring things such as racism and you know all those type of things into a comic book. That was to me that that was law. That was large. 
and it you know it kind of it affected me as a as a younger person, but also it kind of wound kind of wound back to me, kind of came back to me as I, as I began as I started to become more and more um, enamored with with writing, and you know to look to look at those to look at how they pin those stories, and also you know compare that to you know comic book writers today and things of that nature, you know. Um, it's something. It's something that I. It's something that I. You know that I. That I look at as something that's one of my main. One of the main influences for me. Hmm. I've never been able to get into comic books. I don't know how to read them. I can look at the pictures, flip the pages. I don't know if you're supposed to read them. Like well. Oh, I can't. Can't get into. Okay, so let's. Let, well, let's clear. Let's clear a little bit of this little dispel. Dispel that room, like some misconceptions Uh-oh. with American comic books. American comic books you read from left to right. Now, if you read, like, if you get like a Japanese comic book or what they call manga, that's read from left, read from right to left. And that's and what my kids how, read. Well, manga. Yeah. You know, and that's the that's the other thing that I've actually gotten into a lot, gotten into a lot lately too. Um, I've actually I've actually read a lot of I actually I actually read a little bit of manga now. Um, the one and the reason that I do that is because you know I, I'm I'm one of those type of person, one of those type of general guys that you know I want to I want to see how this writer developed this developed this character how they. Um, what they do to flesh to flesh out this character to bring more of the character's personality into into that into um, the story. Um, to me, to me, comic, but to me, comic books, you know, and also to well, manga and to a, but also to a lesser extent, American comic books do a very good do a very good job of doing that by uh, by fleshing out the story, but also fleshing out the characters, but also making making those characters also well rounded instead of just one-sided. Hmm. I don't see the fascination. I can't get into it at all. Well, you like I said, I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you. I'll tell, I, I I, I'll tell you what. Well, a, a lot of comic comic books also tend to humanize their characters. Um, if I can recall, I think there was a an Iron Man issue where Stan Lee talked about um, Tony Stark's alcoholism, and he talked and he brought it not only if not brought up not only as a as a issue for for the for the main character, but also as a kind of a social issue too. So I think also I think comic books are also have a better way of tackling those type of issues because they're able to tackle them in a more in a more realistic way. I try to read Black Panther after the movie came out, and, and you know, since I saw the movie, I thought maybe now I can go follow along with the comic book. But yeah, that, that didn't help. Uh-uh. Well, the funny, the no. funny part about funny thing about comic book movies about com- movies are based on comics. They follow, they they follow, they follow, they follow the basic canon of the character. Um, 
but also, you know, it gives it gives that right gives that the person that's doing the screenwriting a little bit of leeway to kind of experiment a little bit with the character to kind of explore a little bit more about the the person's motivations and things of that nature. Um, I always tell folks if you're gonna if you're gonna watch if you're gonna watch the movie if you're, if you're gonna watch if you're gonna watch a comic book movie you might want to read a little bit of, of the comic first just to kind of get an understanding of what it is. Yeah, like I had no idea what Black Panther was all about. I just knew that if you were colored, you needed to go <laughs> Black Panther. That's all I knew. And you know, my kids tried to be like, "Yeah, mom, you don't remember from back in the day?" And my boyfriend at the time was like, "Yeah, come on, you know." Black Panther back in the day, and I'm like, yeah, Mm-mm, no, no. But if you but if you live, but think about it though. If you if you watch the movie, you kind of see their 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 theme. There are themes that the comic book also introduced into the that the comic book introduced well before the movie was even out. The movie came out. If you if you watch if you watch the movie, if you kind of and I'm one of those type of people that kind of look into a little bit more into a movie. If you look and you think about it, you look at it there. There's a point where T'Challa is more of a, a nationalist, meaning he was going to put Wakanda first through the course of the movie. Right. He becomes a lot right. more open and things of that nature. There are, you know, comic books have a good way of, Pulling out things, pulling out certain things, or bringing out social issues. Um, that's and that's one of the reasons why you know if I'm if I'm if I have if I get a hold to a good comic book, I will read it. Or if I get a hold of um, you know some ma- manga, that I, I will read it. And not only just because for the entertainment value, but also for some for a little bit of knowledge of kind of understanding how the re- why the why the why the writer decided to go in this direction with a character, or you know. Why did the writer? Why did the writer decide to hold back on this character for that reason, or whatever reason, or whatnot? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Fred, we are down to the final. Yeah, we're overboard now. We're overboard. <laughs> I do want to give you. The opportunity to get your social media contact information out so those who are listening live, um, if they're interested, of course, in purchasing um, your book, any of your future books, um, if they're interested in um, having you write <laughs> any information or any art, you know, um, uh, material for their magazine, um, any short stories, um, any, I don't know, comic book subscription information, whatever, <laughs> they'd be interested in contacting you for. for the floor is now yours for you to go ahead and get your contact information out. Um, again, for those listening live and for those who may come back and listen on a playback show, uh, the floor is now yours. Well, thank you very much for number one. First and foremost, thank you very much for having me, Nakia. It's and you know it's it's a pleasure to be me be on the show. Number one, as always, and I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Um, everybody, um, Broken Change is available now. You can pick you can pick this book up on on paperback and ebook on amazon.com um just make it just you can just search flbd and they'll, and they'll take you right directly to the link um the the paperback is ten dollars the pay the um the ebook is 299 um also if you also if you guys are interested in any any more of my writing you can also you can also check me out in um in the in the light in the life magazine um that's a christian-based magazine to 
where where we talk where they talk about not only Christian issues but also political and social issues. Um, if you want to check that out, you can go to um, enjoy. I think you can go to www.thelifemagazine.com. Um, print copies are print copies are 4.99. Digital copies are 1.99. Um, actually, just just actually, guys, just to let you guys know, the um, the, the July issue is free. So if you want to go to the website, go to the website and download the July issue. You're more than welcome to do so. Um, also, you can also check if you want to email me, you can email me at authorflb at gmail.com. You can also catch me on Facebook uh, at Frederick Beatty. You can also catch me on at FLBD. That is my author web. That is my author page. Um, you can catch me on Twitter at um, FLB and also on, on Instagram at GAN72. there you have it. Uh, make sure that you're following the show on all social media platforms at Indiefia. That's E-N-D-I-E-F-I-Y-A. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. That's the Girl in Motion. That's G-R-L-N-M-O-T-I-O-N. Again, thank you, Fred, for being here with us this evening. You could have been anywhere, but you did take the time to spend this hour here with us. We are so grateful. As always, you know, once you're on the show, your family, you're welcome back at any time. Uh, make sure that you're tuning in on this coming Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll have our music artist, Deb Bula, here with us. And on Tuesday, we close out the month of July with artist, um, artist, with author, um, urban Christian fiction artist, uh, Chanel. She'll be here again with us. We are having a... Uh, um, book release party, a title release, and I just found out that we are having a cover release. So I get it all here next Tuesday night. We're releasing the title. We are releasing the cover. I'm super excited um, to be here with her on next Tuesday. We close out the month of July. Beginning on next uh, Thursday, we have a new time. Um, We have another author. a pretty awesome young lady, as a matter of fact. Don't quite remember her name, but I know she's awesome. Um, her name is Pamela. I do know that. And she has a book series. She has a book series. Um, she's a pet lover. And this is a pet series um, that um, we'll be talking about on next, next Thursday, new showtime, 630, um, 630 to 730. And as always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. Music is life itself. What would this world be without good music, no matter what kind it is? That's Louis Armstrong. Mm -hmm. So until next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, have a good night.